0: Today's episode is brought to you by PureVPN. Whether you're streaming, browsing, or just looking for a little more online security, PureVPN has you covered. Rated 4.8 stars by True Pilot and seen on Wired, Yahoo Tech, The Huffington Post, and Lifehacker, PureVPN offers blazing fast VPN services at an affordable price. PureVPN also has features like internet kill switch, split tunneling, and the capacity to allow 10 devices per account as well as 24-7 customer support. Right now, they're even offering a 7-day full-access trial for just $0.99 and an additional 40% off their monthly subscription service. Use the link in the show notes to secure this deal and your online activity today. To be after we glitch out really fast. It's live. We're live. We're live now. It bugs me so bad that it glitches. So when I click start recording and then I say we're live <laughs> at the beginning of the audio, it's like <laughs> live.
1: You know what? I'm thinking the quality of Skype is so fucking good when we use it is because no one else in the whole planet is on Skype. Everyone's on Zoom.
0: You very well could be right.
1: Um, Just a
0: theory. Well, it was a pain in the butt for me to to get it up and running again, um, and I don't know. I'm sure you can like integrate it into like Office and stuff. Like I can send a Zoom meeting very quickly, like on my computer. But like, oh yeah, start Zoom meeting. You know, send the link and it's it's good to go. But I've never done that with Skype. It's like I have to find you in the contacts and like there could be like a million Scott Smiths or whatever. And it's like, okay, well, which one are you? Are you the one with the cat in your photo? Like, what do I do here?
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Like, and this was the first thing you had to talk to your fucking grandparents when you moved far away and you had to try to get them to use this. That must have been a nightmare.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: I didn't use it too much. I used it uh, to talk to my parents when I lived far away. But, I mean, my dad is pretty tech savvy, so it wasn't too bad. But, man, I can only imagine, like, those kids burning all their international minutes or whatever, trying to get their super non-tech smart parents.
0: To, like, yeah, to figure it out and, like, no, click this. Okay, now there should be a search bar.
1: Dude, <laughs> and then, by, the, by the time they get on the call, they're hell of mad at each other already. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what did you want to <laughs> talk about
1: <laughs> buddy <Anybody> or what <laughs> uh, i'm sterling <laughs> this is alex this is the alex and sterling watch stuff podcast what do we do here alex
0: uh here is the is the place and the show (laughs) this is what I would like to I didn't know how to to switch that over this is the show where we watch drink and review Uh, we sometimes have themes but somehow or another we get uh, movies or TV shows (laughs) and then we drink and we talk about those things to each other
1: and uh, talk about other stuff sometimes too and then you can decide if you want to spend your valuable life hours watching this thing That's right. We'll do that for you. Um, I think it's more fun to go watch the thing before and then talk about it with us. But there there are two ways to go go about this podcast, I guess. Like you could use it
0: as a recommendation. Yeah. Or you could be like, oh, I've seen that. I want to hear what they have to say about it. Maybe they have some nuggets that I didn't know about.
1: You use it as like a hype vessel. I dude, I fucking I do that all the time. When I'm excited about something, one of my favorite things ever to do is to go like watch people's reactions on YouTube. People freak <laughs> out when they watch trailers. Oh, it's my favorite. I, oh my god, I just watched this trailer for like a 2017 or 2018 movie. It popped up in my feed. Everybody's talking about this trailer. Like, dude, you remember how fucking scary this trailer was? It was called uh, the Hatred. It's like a Netflix original movie. Hmm. And I watched a boatload of people watch this trailer. And it's so funny. So funny. Because it's truly scary.
0: I've never thought to look at videos of people
1: reacting to watching videos. Oh, it's the best. Like, if you remember a moment of a movie, like, remember in uh, Endgame when fucking Captain America finally met up with the rest of the Avengers and they fucking laid laid it down on everybody in Thanos' crew. Yes. So you can look up that, like, reaction at movie theaters, and it's just dead silent, and then you hear one person go, no! <gasps> and then everybody starts fucking screaming, and the camera's shaking, people are crying, you hear some people throwing up, it's amazing. It's so, I love doing that.
0: I forget what I was listening to, but it was it was some podcast, and it was the person recounting their experience seeing uh infinity war in theaters and he's like dude the the woman next to me was like an older woman and when spider-man turned to dust she started legit sobbing like spider-man was her actual son (laughs) (laughs) and i was just i was dying laughing and just imagining like an old woman like crocheting in the theater watching this movie with like her glasses on the tip of her nose just sitting there and then it happens that she's like <laughs> and just like starting bawling I'm like <laughs> I can't
1: I love that did you please tell me you saw Black Panther with me were you in Oakland when we saw that
0: yeah yeah that was, was a huge thing and we recorded right afterward
1: yeah uh, that was the best like I'll, I don't think I'll ever have that experience again in my life i think you're
0: right man that was very uh like location specific hype like everybody was hyped about that movie but the fact that it was like oakland based a little bit and dude people in the theater lost it
1: dude went fucking wild it was so sweet i loved that uh if that was one if i could have filmed one thing that would have been it but yeah,
0: that would have been really cool. A little
1: busy living it, I guess, which is better. That's oh. true. I Hot damn. That. I don't I remember us like coming up with the idea last week for our theme, but I don't remember how we got here. What, what why did we talk about?
0: We decided to thing? watch um so you took the first couple Harry Potter movies and I did the last few.
1: Yeesh. I
0: wanted to scare you. For that. <laughs> Like goddamn!
1: That was worse than the trailer I watched earlier. Uh,
0: (laughs) Your your stomach just sank. You're like,
1: I like immediately started googling Harry Potter. (laughs) 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 Harry Potter one two three.
0: Just smoke (laughs) rising from your keyboard. (laughs) You're (laughs) typing.
1: And You see me, like, adjust my mic and my thumbs are bleeding.
0: Just, <laughs> <laughs> oh. like, drool from one side of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm with you. Oh. Up? <laughs> So, I can tell you how we got here. Uh, last week, we did the movie Randomizer uh, and came up with random uh, films for each other to watch. That's it. Mine was Reservoir Dogs, and we started talking about Tarantino movies, and you brought up Dusk Till Dawn, Mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, I've never seen it, and you're like, what? And then we talked about that for a little bit, and then the theme became vampire movies, I'm pretty sure.
1: And you recommended one that I've wanted to watch again for such a long time, because I remember feeling so impressed by it. I
0: recommended a movie to you?
1: Yeah, yeah. You, uh, you pulled up, so you pulled up the genre, uh, vampires in the search thing, or horror movies in the search thing, you gave me a couple, and then, uh, I was like, I don't know how I feel about this first choice, and you were like, how about, uh, the one where everybody's a vampire, Daybreakers, and I was like, oh,
0: oh. yeah, 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 okay. I, I, I
1: fucking ran with it, because I hadn't seen it since it came out in theaters, and.
0: That's the Ethan Hawke one, right? Like, am I yeah. crazy?
1: yeah Yeah. oh my god i'm so excited to talk about this and i'm so excited to hear about yours oh absolutely wild i love experiencing uh movies that i think are hella good through you i think
0: (laughs) i'm glad you enjoy it that's (laughs) what i'm here for uh before we proceed can we cheers really fast this is embarrassing Uh, yeah
1: here we go boom oh yours is way more satisfying
0: my my water I, bottle's almost.
1: I empty. imagine all our Irish. I don't know why Irish. All our Irish fans listening right now going, "What the fuck, Sterling? Weak, weak tap, weak cheers, bro, weak cheers."
0: Ugh. okay. So, uh, I went first last week, I believe. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I can go first. Um, yeah.
1: Have you seen my movie?
0: yeah long time ago
1: okay it came i didn't realize it was so old came out in 2010 um which seems seems like yesterday doesn't it but it's straight up fucking 10 years ago that which is crazy yeah uh so i you know what i think it is like i don't it's not that this movie didn't age well i think it just like wasn't very well done Just want to get that out there like there. It's just super cheesy and like has some shit to it. But that being said, it is fucking genius. And I love it no matter what the cheese is, you know, doesn't matter the story. It's one of those movies where like the story is so fucking incredible. You don't care.
0: So is this a movie that they could remake right now and do it better? Be like, Absolute. damn, like this is they can take this exact story blueprint and just remake it not as cheesy and have it be like amazing.
1: Oh, I wish they would, dude. I wish they would. The the plot of this movie is it it's about uh people in real life, it I thought it was another fucking movie I watched that was based in two thousand twenty, second week in a row, but it was in two thousand nineteen so wow one year off um so humanity discovers that being a vampire is a real fucking thing and all you need to do is is drink a little bit of blood here and there and you live forever it's uh you don't age you don't get sick you don't get any of that shit and if you get hurt you heal really really quickly um and what's really cool there's so many cool things about this movie dude but uh I'm just going to be spouting them out of my mouth throughout wait, wait, wait. throughout this
0: whole thing. like a Gatling um, gun.
1: But one thing I thought was cool was right off the bat they tell you that they're going with all the classic tropes. Uh, I actually I don't I don't remember garlic being a thing, but or actually I can't say all the classic tropes. But you would think in a movie where it's like more modern based, it wouldn't be like you know invisible and crucifixes and all that shit or or wooden sticks but our main character is in a car and you he you can't see his reflection in the rearview mirror oh so classic trope you can't see a vampire's reflection um and then uh they uh, they just you can like s- stab a vampire in their neck you can fucking give a horizontal cut to their stomach doesn't matter. Like, it hurts. They bleed a whole lot. Doesn't matter. But if you get them with a a thing in the heart, like a stake in the heart, they, they literally blow up in flames. Like, explode. Violently explode.
0: Standard vampire behavior.
1: Yeah. It's perfect. And they even had a work-in for, like, the, the super classic vampire, which I'll get to. Um, so, humanity discovers that you can become vampires. It's classic. You get bit by somebody who's a vampire and if you don't die you become a vampire bam that's it uh you are by all accounts like dead like you you don't have a pulse or any of that shit um your eyes change color it was just super cool because one of the opening scenes was like uh, a bunch of vampires uh taking subway and like the train went by and like there's a brief moment of darkness and you can see their eyes in the dark oh so cool It was amazing because like vampires are this hidden in every other movie. Vampires are like hidden secret threat and they're dangerous. But in this, vampires are mainstream and like humans are the things that are hidden. And it's it's unbelievable. And the whole world has been changed to fit the vampire lifestyle. So there's big sirens that go off like city alarms that go off uh, an hour before dawn telling you that the sun's going to come up. Everybody needs to go inside because you'll get you'll <laughs> fucking fry. And, uh, and, and, uh, they, uh, everything, like they don't need to eat, but like all the things they drink has a percentage of blood in it. So like yeah. you go, and like you can, it doesn't matter if you fucking smoke. So everybody smokes. Imagine if you could smoke with zero consequence. I'd smoke cigarettes all the time. Be- <laughs> all, always, always. everybody smokes
0: so it's basically Uh, the 90s got it
1: yeah and uh fucking cars have uh like daytime drive situation mode so like you hit a button and it goes to daytime daytime drive A, a camera pops up on top of your car gives you the view of the road and you see the road and there's no sunlight and all your your windows get tinted and no sunlight can get in through your car um incredible Genius. And like, and cops, when they're out during the day, they have full like body gear so they can't be hit by the sun. Uh, what else? There's so many fucking things. What else? Oh, and the, the, I mean, I guess the biggest fucking thing is it's very controversial, and it's interesting because being a grown-up, it made me think about like, is this like how we're doing it with animals? But I mean, animals can't beg for mercy before they die they're just. They're bread their bread to be killed. It's different. Um, they have like human harvesting facilities where like there's just stacks of and stacks and stacks of humans being held by like these like uh cream things and like blood so, oh slowly over time so they have a blood supply. And the whole fucking thing is like we can live forever, it's perfect, except we're running out of blood. Humans are running out. There's uh, apparently there's the five percent of the world is now humans, and we're gonna run out of blood at the end of the month. It's gonna be bad. Whoa! And it's not like people just starve to death. It's a way more fucking brutal than that. So you are normal human-looking vampire, right? And you start to revert to the classic vampire, which is closer to an, an actual bat. Oh, here's the other thing. In the beginning trailers, is, or at the beginning of the movie, when it's showing the intro credits, it's showing a bunch of like newspaper clippings and stuff. And one that was really fucking eerie, dude, was it said, like, uh, vampire thing discovered in 2019. It all started with a bat. And I was like, holy fuck. What? <laughs> yeah. I tried to go back and screenshot it to, to share it to you but like I, couldn't, I couldn't get back to it. It was too annoying to rewind. But, oh, it was so scary.
0: Dude, they knew.
1: They knew. Um, Where was I? So, uh, you, you, if you don't have enough blood, you start to, your cognitive function starts to degrade. And you become more of an, like an animal, like a crazed animal that needs to fucking feed because you're starving. And, uh, the very first sign is your ears it kind of looks like at first it looks like elf ears but then you realize it's like bat ears like they get mm-hmm. really pointy and then your teeth your your like canine your incisors whatever begin to be really prominent and then you get very erratic and and um violent and then you you start to lose your hair and you start to become like a fucking huge bat and like if it goes on way too long you straight up like get wings and you have talons and you're a monster like wow. wow and so what's so sick and i know if i don't bring this up now i'll uh, i'll i'll blow it and forget it at the end of the movie but one of the brilliant storytelling techniques of this movie uh, written and produced directed by these two brothers by the way uh one of the brilliant storytelling techniques is that the way they show the collapse of society, like the, the level we're at, is by how many of these monster dwellers are underneath the city in the sewer. So like when it changes scenes, like in the beginning of the movie, there's two of these monsters in the sewer. And then by the end of the movie, it's flooded with these monsters. What? Because people are starving and they're becoming these fucking things. Yeah. Um, it's fucking brilliant. This movie is so smart. It's the smartest vampire movie to me um and it i i fear that it was just overlooked because it came at a time where we were just oversaturated and kind of burnt out by vampire movies because it was right after twilight ended and shit
0: and like underworld was i think around that time too right yeah like, like all the underworld movies were somewhere in the early 2000s yeah
1: i read that uh or i was watching this youtube review of the movie and this lady was like we'd be lucky to have before this, we'd be lucky to have a vampire movie once every year, once every other year. But then we had, like, seven and then five, and it just it just got crazy. So, I like, as a vampire fan, this was really cool to me. Um, so our main guy is, like, a major uh, blood doctor, uh, and he is trying to find a blood substitute to help people like to to just eliminate this shortage. Like we need to find an alternative food source or everybody's going to fucking die. Um, and he's not about it. Like he hasn't, he's only drank like their bullshit substitutes, like pig blood or whatever, uh, which isn't really cutting it. Um, and So so
0: he just have to drink more of it to, in order to not drink human blood or is it just like, is he still starving for whatever is in human blood?
1: You know, it, it works, but not as well as human blood because the movie kind of kicks off with him talking to like the super elite government people and he's stressed out about his job and he's driving home and he's looking, you know what? Now that I mention it, he was in the, he's looking in the mirror at himself. So maybe you can't see some a vampires reflection in the mirror, but they can see themselves, which makes sense, I guess. I don't know. Because I, it just, oh, no, no, no. I take it back. He was just feeling it. Now that I think about it, he wasn't looking in the mirror. He felt the point on his ears and he freaked out. Oh, okay. And he he, uh, veered off the road and he crashed and another driver crashed. He gets out and a boatload of people get out with like crossbows and shit because they know he's a vampire. And he's like, holy shit, you guys are humans. And they're like, get the fuck back. And he's like, I I don't want to hurt you. Like, I don't drink human blood and shit. And they're like, what? And,
0: <laughs> and, it reminds me of that meme of, like, that, that girl when it's, like, it zooms in on her face. The what?
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, he's very sympathetic to their cause. He just feels terrible for them. And he never actually wanted to be a vampire in the first place. Uh, his brother, like, bit him to force him to change.
0: Ooh, uh, shady.
1: His brother was afraid that he was going to die. And quick side note, him and his brother are like at his house, at his sick ass apartment with no fucking windows. And um the brother is works in the military. and he's like, "I brought you this this bottle of wine, and it's pure human blood." He's like, "Where'd that's you get
0: the, this?" That's like the most memorable scene for me is yeah. and that's what kind of locked it in as is, is a little different is the giving them the bottle and he's like, whoa, this is like strong shit. Like this isn't watered down like liquor store stuff. Like this is the good stuff. And I I don't know why that stuck with me for so long.
1: Uh, Yeah, like certain parts, probably like what happens afterwards maybe helped. But uh, the the brothers get in a fight because one is like, I got this for you as a gift and it's impossible to come by. It's 100% pure human blood. And the other brother's like, I don't want this. I'm trying to find a cure and I'm trying to find a substitute. So they po- try to pour the bottle out and then they get mad and they throw the bottle. And that blood being on the wall attracts one of the fucking fucked up creatures. And it comes into the apartment. And it's so scary because you hear just the door is ajar, And then you turn around and you see this fucking straight up vampire bad demon monster. And, uh, it it was it was crazy and it was really hard to kill and it was a little cheesy like it did classic vampire trope shit which was cool like the standing and like the the raising your arms to bring out the wings was cool because it's classic vampire shit but it didn't age well they they kill it they get rid of it in a cool scene because they get their asses beaten it doesn't matter because they're vampires and they don't die yeah um, I
0: don't remember that part
1: it was cool so fast forward to the car this girl is a part of like a small faction of vampires that are trying to, or humans that are trying to actually cure vampires. Like most vampires want a a substitute because they want to live for fucking ever, but it's it's not natural and it's not working. And um, this lady's like a part of a group of humans that can reverse everything. So he helps them, puts them in their car, the cop, cops come by and they're like we heard humans were by her. have you seen them?" and he leads them astray so the humans are like okay we can trust you so you notice that the, the main girl is reading his ID badge from work so she knows his name so she's learning she learned where he lives and shit oh no and then he's uh, talking to his brother and then uh, you hear again the door is ajar and you're like is it another one of those fucking things and then uh, it's the girl. She comes in, gives a message to the dude on, on a card. She's like, meet me here, of course, at noon, where the sun is highest, um, and we'll figure this shit out. Uh, he goes there, and the the brother follows. <laughs> it's so cheesy. The brother takes off his mask to confront him. He's, like, wearing full military garb, takes off mask, he pushes, he like gets pushed in the sunlight and he just sits there going, ah, cause he's burning. And then, uh, they, they get him out of the sunlight. He's fine. They, they bring him back to the facility and then begins like the most fucking interesting plot of the movie where Willem Defoe is like a human who used to be a vampire. And the way he became a human was just so insanely drastic like uh, a lot of vampires get into the sun and they die cuz they ex- they burn up and they explode but William Defoe was a a like a low salaried dude so he didn't have a lot of blood so his mind was a little fucked up and he was driving and he wasn't paying attention he was like checking out his hand like he was freaking out and he was looking at his hand because it was getting like all all like talony and he hits like a, a post and it ejects him from his car in sunlight. And he, like, literally catches on fire in, when he's outside, like, flying out of his car. But fortunately, he's about to fly into a, a lake or some big body of water. And he falls into it, like, just before the flames would be harmful. So he gets out of the water and he's totally fine. And he breathes for the first time in, like, 15 years or whatever. What? So the the sunlight, which is deadly, also like kickstarted all of his organs and brought him back to life as a human. Um, and to to not get into it too much because it's surprisingly really complicated. Um, (laughs) they they are at the sick winery and they use one of the huge um what is it like a fermentation tank. Um, yeah I don't
0: know what they're called
1: they use that to test the theory and basically uh, Ethan Hawke is the dude in this by the way Uh, yeah yeah he like straight up catches himself on fire to replicate this process and like the tanks have to be airtight and they suck out all the oxygen to not fuck up the uh, the wine that's fermenting so he catches on fire and they hit the lever and it sucks up all the oxygen and the fire gets put out and then they do this 3 times cuz it's not working and eventually it works and bam like it's so crazy because it's like in a movie where someone hits somebody with the the defibrillator with the paddles to try to bring their pol- the keep their pulse up and this his pulse is constantly flatlined and they're trying to get it to to come back yeah it's so wild and then eventually like every time it flatlines they're like god damn it let's try again <laughs> and uh, They do it for a third time and it works and he like loses his his crazy vampire eyes and he can go outside and there's always a big moment when someone becomes a human this big moment where they breathe again and it's hell of weird they're just like (gasps) because they haven't breathed with their lungs like
0: yeah because you're dead and you don't need oxygen anymore
1: yeah so uh they realized later that um there's a bunch of cool like battles that happen like a bunch of uh, the climax is the the head of the evil corporation, does, he admits that he doesn't want a cure and he just wants to fucking create a substitute and then get rich of, from all the rich people that will pay for the real thing. And he wants like a bunch of humans that will repopulate and do all this shit. And uh, the real cure is the blood of the cured humans. So if you bite, if you are a vampire and you bite a cured human, you will turn human. So what began was, like, this huge, super fucking violent process where, like, the head of the corporation to, like, teach the guy a lesson was going to turn him back to a vampire or maybe drain him dry of his blood, bit him, and knowingly, the guy coaxed—Ethan Hawk coaxed him into biting him. He's like, you're a fucking coward because you—, you Would have another person turn your daughter into a vampire, and you couldn't do it yourself, you fucking bitch. And he (laughs) bit him because he said that. And then he he's like, "What'd you do to me?" And he's like, "My blood is the cure, and now your blood is the cure. Congratulations, you're a human now. You can die." And uh, hell yeah, so sick. And then he ties him up, puts him in an elevator, and sends him down to the bottom floor where a bunch of his goons are hanging out. And all the goons sense that he's a human, and they rip them to shreds
0: yep because they're all super hungry because there's a huge shortage
1: and you see they zoom in on the all the different uh army guys and some of them have pointy ears some of them have like uh like reptilian looking eyes some of their teeth are huge some of them have like talons on their hands and they rip them apart and then the 10 guys that had a taste of the blood that were turned humans they are now human and then the the other guys that didn't have a taste eat them and it was just this crazy like chain effect and then and then what what caught me off guard was like this would be the perfect scene to show like what they did afterwards like then we took out a bunch of our blood and then we put it into mass production and then we had everybody turned into vampires or we started serving our human blood at these all these shops at these coffee shops uh and we tricked people into turning into human something like that but it was very abrupt. Like, right after that super, super violent, violent... After that super crazy violent scene, it's them driving off into the sunset in a car, and all Ethan Hawke says is, I am I was a vampire. Now I'm human. We have the cure. Come find us. Or something like that. And it was done. That's it. It was hella cheesy, super, super abrupt. Super
0: cheesy. I was going to say, like, that... Come find us.
1: Yeah, straight up like that. And uh that was it. Cause like if they don't if they don't get this to humans quickly enough or vampires quickly enough, the world is gonna fall apart. Like every, it means the end of humanity. Everybody will turn into monsters and die. Or kill each other. All this shit. Um but they didn't show any of that and uh it was really interesting to me because one of the best displays, like I told you earlier, one of the best parts of the movie is the, showing the slow but steady degrade of civilization and, like, the collapse. And, like, the scariest scene to me was this guy, and this is the last thing I'll say on this, the scariest scene to me was this guy at a coffee shop that was formerly 10% blood in your coffee. It now says 5%. And he comes back to the counter, and he's like, this isn't what I ordered. And she's like, sir, you see the sign? Like, I can only do 5% blood in the coffee. And he's like, I don't want to make a big deal. Just put more fucking blood in the coffee. And she's like, I absolutely cannot. And he's sitting there, like, arguing with her. And he just reaches his hand over the counter to, like, a, an IV bag with full of blood. And he starts squeezing it and fighting with her. And it explodes all over the counter, him and some other people. And then... He, like, is tasting the blood for the first time, and then he out lets out this crazy monster cry. And then carnage begins to happen. They all fight. It's a riot. He's licking blood, and he's, like, fighting people for the blood, and they're trying to get over the counter. And then these cops come in with these crazy futuristic weapons that aren't around right now, even though it's a year past the date of uh, Yeah, point.
0: a year ago. That's how all the, in the future, this is what it's going to be like.
1: Yeah, it's, Never it's all behind. That um so that was the best part like watching the degrade of this vampiric um community and civilization a brilliant movie dude i would love to see this remade and redone a little bit better but still i think it's like is it ever gonna win huge awards i don't know are people even into it i don't know it's cool to watch though it's such a if you like vampires you'll love this movie
0: yeah, I think there's a huge audience for it, for sure. And if they remade it really well, I think it could draw huge crowds. So, well, it would have drawn huge crowds. But now people will order in their homes.
1: Yeah, um, and it's free on uh, Showtime. That's where I watched it.
0: Oh, nice.
1: It was good. It was it was good. I re- really enjoyed rewatching it. Um, so thank you for not making me watch Twilight, which I'm pretty sure I still won't like
0: yeah i would have loved to hear your your rendition of twilight but i've actually been tempted to rewatch those just imagine to see,
1: if I got like, into it like i watched all of them and i was like bro how many yeah. others like six
0: i think there's three, I Oh, think.
1: there's only three.
0: they so amazon keeps showing them like please watch this we paid a lot of money for it and it's free on amazon so please watch it <laughs> yeah. Uh, at least that's how I'm taking it, because they're pushing it really hard on, like, our Amazon. And I'm kind of tempted to watch them, uh, because I remember it being such a girly thing, like, from these teeny bopper books. And then they yeah. made it into a movie, and it was this huge deal. And for that reason alone, I did not want to watch it. But I don't really remember what the story is about other than this pouty girl wanting to be with a vampire and a werewolf. Um,
1: yeah, the whole so team's concept happened. Like, Team Edward, Team Jacob, right?
0: Yep, and I am I will forever be Team Alice. Um, team
1: Alice? Which one was Alice?
0: Uh, Edward's, like, sister or something, but uh, oh, she's yeah. played by Ashley Green, who is j- fantastically gorgeous. And I actually... <laughs> I'm 98% sure I sat next to her at a comedy club one time.
1: You didn't say anything?
0: I wasn't sure it was her, but she
1: was literally
0: like six inches away from me because we were like around the stage at this small club. Yeah. She was with a dude that was like the size of the rock. Like this monster of a dude. (laughs) And and she's sitting next to me and I, I look over at her and I was like, dude, I'm pretty sure that's Ashley Green, like almost 100%. Uh, and I I kept wanting to, like, look over and yeah. check, but I didn't want to be this creepy little nerd next to her, like, staring at her. So I just, like, I, I stopped looking over to check. But while the whole time I was sitting there, I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm sitting next to my crush right now. That's <laughs> what's happening.
1: I'm looking her up right now. You know, on that note super funny that this brought up so robert pattinson everybody i think has this nasty stigma in their head of him in twilight but he's a super good actor now and he's done a ton of good shit and now he's in batman and yes it's really divided people have seen the trailer and are like i fucking love this this looks sick and some people are like "Ew, you casted fucking twilight boy as bruce wayne how could you do that i think he could do a good job
0: I think based on the trailer that came out, I think he's gonna do great. Uh, That trailer was rad. My only slight issue with it is that his hair looks like he's in like an emo music video. Yep, yep. I I think uh, like he's played roles where he looks like a slick businessman, and he like he looks cool, and he has he can pull it off. He could do it but they, and I'm sure it will be explained or something. He might be like, you know, 19 years old or whatever. Like, I don't know what the deal is, but um, his hair just looks a little funny. Uh,
1: I I don't like the suit too much. I think it could look way cooler.
0: I think so. I think the ears are a bit too long. Um, but it, I'll see. I have to watch and, and see how I feel about it in the movie.
1: Yeah. It's cool that the Riddler's the bad guy. We haven't seen him on the big screen in a long time. I'm is really... He? Yeah. Uh,
0: I saw the thing. I think Colin
1: Farrell's the penguin. Yeah, there's, uh, I think, like three or four bad guys in it, but the main one is Riddler, which is sick as fuck. Oh, hell yeah. Um, there's Catwoman, Penguin, Riddler i and did see
0: catwoman you're right
1: people are teasing joker like people think because all the the gangsters that have the faces like painted on them they think it's the joker i i could do without joker like leave him out for a minute i, I feel can, like I'm burnt out
0: i agree you gotta gotta go a little bit different direction
1: and there's such a big pool of cool ass batman villains you use, use the riddler i think that's genius
0: use yeah the riddler. could be could be fantastic and I think I read somewhere that the movie is only like 25% done.
1: Whoa, really? Yeah,
0: I, I don't know if it's legit, but I think one of the outlets that released the trailer also released a like a graphic that said, you know, like the the movie's only 25% finished um, because lockdown really wrecked it. I don't know if that's true, but I really hope if that's the case, lockdown doesn't mess it up. Like somehow there's a gap or some kind of a weird change between before they filmed, like before lockdown and after. Yeah. I don't know.
1: I was worried about this like stage in my life coming up where I would start to feel like the shit I'm looking forward to is not around or just, I don't have anything to look forward to in the movies or uh, uh, on TV because it's all delayed. And I didn't realize it happened until I looked up uh, the Wonder Woman trailer we would have already seen Wonder Woman because it was supposed to come out on like August 15th or something. Oh,
0: no so way. It's, it's
1: already happening. Yeah. And uh, other shows are delayed. Um, yeah, it's crazy, man. Like it's, it's happening.
0: That sucks. I didn't even think about it. I thought Wonder Woman was going to be a ways away. I didn't know it was going to already be released.
1: We would already had it. We already would have had uh, Mulan. Um, a couple other things.
0: Mulan's coming out to home streaming on September 4?
1: Yep. And you bet your fucking ass I'm gonna buy that shit.
0: Yeah, I'm pumped. Absolutely. I want to see it.
1: Uh, they gotta recoup their money somehow. A lot of people are so butthurt by it. And like, I 100%, if I were taking Katie or anyone to the movies, I would have spent more than $30. Uh, exactly. My ticket, Katie's ticket, two drinks, popcorn, whatever. Um, parking, driving, everything. Uh, and like another thing is uh, a guy from one of my favorite YouTube channels, a podcast, Jimmy Wong. Uh, he's a magic player. I'm really into. It's his first movie, so he's he plays kind of like not a huge huge role, but a decently big role. And he was talking about it on his podcast, and he's so excited. And I keep thinking like, fuck, I feel so bad for this dude.
0: I know, like this big break he could potentially get, and it's just being delayed
1: yeah i think i'm sure a lot of people are experiencing that
0: yeah dude that damn that sucks i'm just looking forward to batman so so much
1: Uh, oh october 1st 2021 is the date
0: oh it's over a year away
1: it'll be so fast man think about it we've had nothing to do with this whole year and we've we're almost done with this year that's true um dude hit me with your movie oh my god I'm so excited about this dude (laughs) (laughs)
0: this this was an experience yes so you told me that I had to watch from dusk till dawn um I had obviously heard of it but I'd never seen it and I was like okay like I'm super down to watch this uh, I watched it on Amazon for three ninety nine or two ninety nine or whatever I have to rent it's movies for it. now. So worth, uh, it. yeah, definitely worth it. I have you know before I used to have a real problem renting movies, um, just because I I always thought it would just get out of hand. Like same reason I never signed up for Audible until recently, as I was like, as soon as I start listening to books. I'm going to crush a bunch of books and it's going to cost me a lot of money. And like, <laughs> I don't want that. So I just didn't bother with it. Yeah. Um. Now I do it all the time and it's totally worth it. Same with movies. Just rent them. If I want to watch something, pshah, rent it, whatever. It's four bucks here. It's four bucks there. I haven't added up all the money I've spent on rented movies, but I'm going to say right now, it's probably worth it.
1: It's worth it. I mean, like, five dollars and under is not gonna break you you Definitely. know like if you're doing it every night like maybe
0: reevaluate some things yeah but that's a lot like once or twice a week you know you end up spending maybe 40 to you know 50 or whatever dollars uh, a month and it's like you know this isn't this isn't too bad
1: bro like i i when i was working in the city and shit i would get food multiple times a week and it would be like anywhere 15 to 25 dollars each time and then get drinks one night it'd be like another 80 dollars something crazy so like yeah i still feel like i'm win. i'm on the win here
0: exactly like you don't really realize it until you stop and you're like oh dang like you you especially now that we've been in this situation for months Mm -hmm. like foul notices in her bank account that she's not using Bart.
1: Yeah, Bart is every
0: single day, twice a day, month, you know, week in, week out, all the time using Bart, like however much it is to get from here to there. Uh, not doing that for you know, six, eight
1: months, she's noticed (laughs) like there's a difference. I bet it's awesome. I bet she's a fan of that.
0: Oh, yeah, though she does want to go back into the office. But, anyways, so I rented from Dusk Till Dawn. And you kind of gave me a warning of, like, it's a cool vampire movie in that for the first hour, like, you don't know that it's a vampire movie. Like, it's about something totally different. Now I wish
1: I hadn't told you about that, but I'm sure you knew it was about vampires before I told you.
0: I did. I did. So it wasn't like you didn't break anything for me. Um, Yeah. But just having you reiterate that, I was, like, watching it. I was like, okay, like, what are you going to do for the first hour? Of this movie. Um, And other than the fact that. For an hour I don't know it's about vampires. I have no idea what the plot is. Mm -hmm. It was such a Tarantino plot. (laughs) He didn't didn't direct it. uh, But he like helped write and produce it. um, And star in it.
1: He's such a mediocre actor. It's so funny.
0: He is. But you know
1: what? It's fine though.
0: This character is exactly what I think he should play. Yeah. It, he was like a weirdly mentally unstable, like <laughs> sexual predator. Yeah. And like that's that's how he looks. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> if I see you in a crowd anywhere near a school, like I'm gonna be concerned. Like that's yeah. that's just how he looks. Great director, very talented. <laughs> execute his vision like a master but you look like a creep bro like that's that's how it is
1: that's probably what led him to being a good director
0: guaranteed so the movie starts with i guess the the overall plot of the movie is uh these two brothers are on the run right we have quentin tarantino and george clooney george clooney was in prison for robbing a bank And his brother broke him out in some way. We don't have a lot of details on how that happened, but it happened. It got really violent. People have died, law enforcement officers, uh, civilians. And that was one thing that, to me, was slightly over the top, but it was exactly Tarantino. Yeah the way they kind of tell you uh, about the carnage of this breakout and these felons on the run is this woman is doing a news broadcast and we're like watching it on TV. And she is overly cheery about talking about the news and talking about these two horrific brothers that are doing all this stuff. And she's like, got the news anchor voice. And then there's a little like graphic on the bottom that like, like a video game totals up the deaths. (laughs) Like, total deaths is now 16 and it's like this many officers, this many civilians and one of these. And it's like, just, it's so it's horrible things to report. Yeah. In a very cheery way. It's like really weird, but it's like, that's kind of his style. Yeah. Um, Uh, so I thought that was pretty funny, but we are following these brothers who are on the run and they pull up to a liquor store. Uh, actually I lied. Um, what we really first see is a Texas Ranger pull up to a liquor store. What appears to be like noon. And mm-hmm. he's apparently a regular who stops and it's in like the middle of nowhere. It's not like in a city. It's like a random liquor store on an empty highway. And this Texas Ranger pulls up, goes in, talks to this dude that he apparently sees every day at around this time, grabs a beer and starts chatting with him. He's like, Hey, I got to go take a piss, goes to the bathroom And that's when we're introduced to the brothers who have two girls hostage. And they're like, I told you to get rid of this guy. Like, stop. Don't even give me the idea that you're signaling this dude. (laughs) Blow your head off. These girls heads off. That guy's head off. Everybody's going to die if you don't keep your cool. And he's like, dude, I am keeping my cool. What do you want from me? (laughs) Though his part was so short i thought the attendant at this liquor store was fantastic it was so (laughs) funny because he's like you you're letting him stick around you're letting him use the bathroom he's like he would have thought it was weird if i didn't let him use the bathroom he's here every day (laughs) i'm like good point you just gotta let this guy be cool yeah they hear the toilet flush and they like you know dip to the back of the store again like hiding waiting to let this guy let the cop go and then out of nowhere quentin tarantino Blows the cop's head off. (laughs) And the dude is like, what are you doing? He's like, I saw you signal him. I saw you say help us. And he's like, I didn't do anything. And he's just like freaking out now. And there's this huge shootout. And I actually really appreciated. It was pretty cheesy, mind you. It was like them like in the front of the camera, like gazing and stuff. Yeah. Uh, But what I liked is George Clooney is like, shoot the bottles. And he's like Quentin Tarantino starts blasting the bottles all around him, and there's now like high grade alcohol all over the place. And he lights a toilet paper roll on fire and throws it, and the kid like catches on fire. And... <laughs> so extreme. But like, this is our opening. And then they take off. That's when we do like the news story about these brothers and who they are and all this stuff. And what ends up happening is simultaneously, I, I also love... Man, I'm going to be all over the place. This is this is <laughs> hard stuff. What I really like, too, is that we... The characters we have, we have a very limited backstory on. So, like, we know just enough information, but, like, not a ton of information. So mm-hmm. we also follow this family, a dad and his two kids. Uh, we know that the dad was a preacher, and kind of lost his faith a little bit and now he's taking his kids to mexico for whatever reason (laughs) Uh, like i don't know how that relates but that's what's going on so they're on their road trip and they stop at this motel and they they happen to pull up next to uh george clooney walking around and they're like that guy's weird as hell (laughs) so they're at the same motel in the middle of nowhere George Clooney and Quentin Tarantino have a hostage and while George Clooney's out for food, Quentin Tarantino uh, rapes and murders this woman and Ooh. gets a scolding from George. So now they're in need of a new hostage because they're felons on the run and they need a bargaining chip to stay alive, right? If they're caught in the open without one, they're they're toast especially because they've killed so many law enforcement officers. Nobody's going to bat an eye about shooting these guys. So they're like, we need something. So they go to the next room, which happens to be this preacher and his two kids. And one of his kids is like a girl who's like, you know, 18 or 19 years old. So like, unfortunately ripe for the picking for Tarantino, uh, in this scenario. So it's like that it doesn't happen. But there are some close calls that are like, oh, stop. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So scared. Um, so they go and they take this whole family hostage in their little family wagon. Uh, what is it called? An RV. <laughs> and- family wagons way better. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, that's what it is. It's, it's a big old family wagon. So uh, they're like, you're going to take us to Mexico. Which is weird because it's where they were going anyways, but they're like, fine, we'll take you, just don't hurt us. So they go, and one of the funny things in this movie to me is that uh, Cheech, I'm pretty sure it's Cheech, I don't think it's Chong. Cheech and Chong. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheech is like eight people in this movie. (laughs)
1: Uh, I didn't notice that.
0: Oh, God, he's the border patrol guard. He's the like hype man outside the club that I'll get to in a minute. And he's the contact for George Clooney at the very end. No way. I, so didn't, know I really so didn't know that. I really didn't know that. random. So but anyway, so they have a close call That's getting into funny. the border. And then George Clooney is like, hell yeah, we're in Mexico. You're going to go down a couple miles. You're going to hook a left on this street. You're going to go straight on a little bit. And you'll know it when you see it, but we're going to a bar called the Titty Twister. <laughs> and th- this preacher is like, fine, like, I'm not going to risk my family. I really don't want to do this, but whatever. And George,
1: super convincing, really. I, I mean, if you if you really want to, we'll if go to you
0: the really want to go to a titty bar. I will take you. <laughs> But, like, on the on the drive, George Clooney does a pretty good job of basically putting him at ease. Like, look, if you do what I say for the next, like, 12 hours, everyone's going to be fine. I have no reason to kill you. But I just yeah. need you to take me to this place, hang out with me for the night, and once my dude shows up, you're free and clear. Like, I have no reason or desire to kill you. Yeah okay fine so they go and they get to this place and it is like filthy looking this bar (laughs) (laughs) it's like in the desert it's got a huge neon sign and a bunch of fire everywhere and trucks parked all over the place and like the hype man cheech is like outside he's got like a mullet and like thinning hair on the top and like a mustache and talking about pussy, like different kinds of pussy. And it, it just feels sticky, you know, just gross. Yeah, yeah. And so they go in and start drinking. Like George Clooney orders a bottle of whiskey and a bunch of glasses. And he's just like, he's making the kids drink. He's like, come here, Reverend, <laughs> like you're going to drink with me. And like they they start drinking. And I didn't realize Selma Hayek was in this movie. Yeah. She is absolutely stunning. That was fantastic.
1: Super hot snake lady.
0: Very awkward scene. And mind you, you walk into this bar and it looks like you're waiting in line to get on Indiana Jones. That's what the inside of this bar looks like. Uh, yes. Wow. Yeah. That's what it looks like, but there's naked chicks everywhere. And like creepy dudes, Danny Trejo is the bartender. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And then, you know, they introduce Selma Hayek and she comes out and she's dancing. And then they're interrupted by Cheech, who George Clooney decked when they got there. Uh, Mm -hmm. So he's like, that's the guy that hit me. And they start to get into this fight. And this is approximately an hour into the movie. We're at this Mm -hmm. bar in the middle of the desert in Mexico. That is apparently a truck stop for people coming in and out of Mexico, which is important later. So they start to do this fight, and Quentin Tarantino's hand is covered in blood, and Selma Hayek is, like, staring at it. And I knew, I was like, she's going to be the first. She's the first
1: vampire. I didn't notice that before.
0: The, The issue I had with this... Movie is that some of the vampires were weird CGI. Selma Hayek was a weird CGI vampire. Yes. Yeah. Many of them were like actual like latex makeup vampires. Aesthetics. Which yeah. Optimal. I think that was great.
1: Which is the best?
0: I think so. Even though it is obviously unrealistic, um, it looks better on camera as being a physical thing rather than cgi that just will not age well regardless like at some point as much as we hate to admit it the avengers is going to look like garbage
1: you're right we'll
0: watch it one day and we'll be like damn we thought that was good this looks like shit
1: yeah
0: it's, it's gonna happen so like this is one of those parts where like selma hayek is like sitting there and she turns into a vampire like really weirdly like a weird lizard vampire and it just looks funky And I was like, okay, it's kicking off. And immediately the bar erupts into crazy vampires. All the patrons are vampires. All the staff is vampires. And there are just like a small handful of people in there that are not vampires. There's this (laughs) huge black guy who's like a Vietnam vet. He's the best. Dude, and I called it so hard. Partway through the fight, they're like absolutely wrecking these vampires. And I forget what he says. Oh, there's she like the daughter's freaking out, and and she's like, "This is awful." He's like, "You know what's awful? Being surrounded by your brother's blood." And I was like, "What <laughs> kind of a line is that?" And I was like, "Dude, this guy's gonna start talking about Vietnam." Yeah. He takes a drag of his cigar. He's like, "I was a damn." And I was like, "I knew it. I knew it was gonna be a Nam thing." Oh. <laughs> and there was the guy. <laughs> whose name was sex machine who had one of the best movies. one of the best characters he was actually my favorite character in the whole movie
1: <laughs> he was so funny
0: he had this weird whip that he would like steal people's drinks with and a gun <laughs> on the outside of his pants that was like a dick gun and he was a badass like it was I great forgot
1: how like wacky this movie is sometimes
0: it was 100 percent absurd it like the beginning was like <laughs> relatively standard as soon as we get
1: it's easier and crazier do it get ridiculous
0: <laughs> and there is a scene that i i've burst out laughing because at this point they've wrecked a lot of vampires and yeah. what we find out like obviously all the dancing girls are vampires uh But what so when they start to enter the bar, one of the things that Cheech is talking about is like, you know, we have all kinds of girls in here. We've got this kind and this kind and this kind and this kind. And if you don't if you don't like it, like we don't have it or if we don't have it, you don't want it. Like just basically saying any type of woman that you want to be with is inside this place. Yeah. Which is reflected in, I think, three or four girls come up that haven't been killed. And there's like america's next top model hot
1: and then there's like
0: kind of an okay hot and then there's like a straight up troll (laughs) (laughs) it is so so funny and then and like they the way they walk and the troll is like hunched over and it's like did you change that much from vampire or are you just a hideous monster anyways like good dude it was i burst out laughing when they showed them like all dramatically uh so one by one these people start to go down tarantino gets capped um vietnam guy gets turned into a vampire um sex machine gets turned into a vampire no. to george clooney the kids and their dad and there is a point at which their dad gets turned into a vampire mm-hmm. and what I really liked, I I didn't really expect it though. I think now I should have. In the car ride to Mexico, George Clooney's like he's got the guy's wallet and he's like looking through photos and stuff. Like I'm in control of the situation. Mm-hmm. He finds the ordained minister card, and he's like, "Is this real?" You know, and he's like starts asking him questions about being a minister. In the bar, he starts like making the water holy water and like blessing all their weapons to like kill the vampires with like, Oh, I should have seen that coming. Um, but basically they have like this last stand in like a back room. Uh, like they go in there and they find, so what's important to know is obviously this is a vampire hideout and it's important that it's a truck stop. Like I mentioned earlier, because like that's their prey, like that's what they eat so truckers Mm -hmm. come in because they're going in and out of you know the states and mexico back and forth they'll come here looking to get laid get eaten and then you know that'll be the end and they'll just more and more truckers will always pour through so it's like it's this perfect conveyor belt of food for the vampires for sure yeah so they have all this junk in the back that these truckers never delivered and like had in their trucks. so they have like a ton of condoms and like <laughs> guns and regular guns and like all this so random shit that they're like, we are going to use these weapons against the vampires. So they start using all this stuff. They end up making it from dusk till dawn, right? So all the vampires start oh. daylight comes in. And that's when um, George Clooney's contact, Cheech, again comes in and he's like, <laughs> what's wrong man what the hell happened in here and he's like haven't you ever been to this bar before those are vampires in there and he's like i never been here but you know it's as good a place as any right (laughs) (laughs) Like it was a huge accident and as the camera is pulling away for the final shot this was my one of my favorite things Mm -hmm. pulls back from behind the bar and it's The front of the bar is like this little weird stone shack. The back of the bar is this huge ditch. And you see that it's the back of like a Mayan pyramid. And it's full of like trucks and corpses and like stuff. And you're like, dude, this thing has been in existence for a long time. There's always. How sick that?
1: Were you like, oh my God, this is dope.
0: Dude, yeah. When that happened, I was like, oh, that's the best ending they could have
1: had for it. And it had been around for a millennia, thousands of years, maybe. And this random family and this fucking bank heist guy fucked everything up.
0: Yep. They're like, dude, that's it. It's donezo.
1: Okay. So when I watched this movie for the first time, I was like early high school, late middle school. And I saw it on like Fox or something. So I had commercials And I thought
0: very limited content.
1: Yes. And I completely didn't know at all that there were going to be vampires or monsters (laughs) of any kind. It (laughs) was the coolest movie I had ever seen up to that point. I was like, holy shit. Yes, this is sweet. And I couldn't believe it because literally an hour without any mention or showing of vampires. Literally a full hour. Yeah, no hint at all. And it was almost exactly an hour. I would love to find, like, ask if anyone's seen this movie, and if they say no, like, buy it for them and make them watch it and don't tell them what it's about. I would I would love to see that reaction. It's so oh, yeah. fucking crazy.
0: It was great. I, I knew it was from vampires, because I've heard people talk about it before, and the name From Dusk Till Dawn just tells, sounds yeah. vampire-y. I don't know. Yeah. And the fact that there's a gun on the cover art, like, I don't know. It just, to me, it screams vampire. It might not to everybody, but I I knew, but you're right. To somebody that has no idea, they would be taken by absolute surprise. They'd probably be disappointed depending on who it is, but (laughs) especially with the Selma Hyatt CGI.
1: Oh shit. Now I got to watch that movie. I got to look it up. Yeah. There's a bunch of uh, big hitters in there. It's crazy. Did oh, yeah. you were you surprised at how many people died? Like I don't know. it's a Tarantino movie. Oh, good point.
0: I I knew a ton of of people were gonna die. What I liked were there was a couple interesting like vampire things. One thing I didn't think to look for was the mirror. So it was a bar, and I'm sure there was a mirror in there somewhere. And I'm wondering if I look back, if I would have seen anything.
1: Oh, right. But,
0: like talking about the vampire tropes. They did like the cross, right? The, the yeah. cross made the back away. Um, at one point, the girl oh, oh, had a cross oh. necklace and she like shoved it in the guy's mouth and he like exploded. Um, <laughs>
1: that's so cool.
0: <laughs> the wood stakes to the heart literally made them burst into flames. Yeah, um, something I thought was really cool. And it was like,
1: and they're um, like monster vampires, like, oh, they're yeah, different types, they're straight up like crazy blender teeth monster vampires
0: yeah and they like some of them they all had slightly different features so like yeah. some of them were like kind of pig looking and some of them were just like kind of lizardy like sharp feature looking exactly. yes but i really liked the ones that were actual like prop makeup done mm-hmm. i just i like that more and there was a scene where there's like a big group of them that all look that way like it doesn't look like cgi at all i'm like that's what i'm here for yeah but there's a scene where uh, somebody, I forget who, starts, like, stabbing the hell out of one of the people and just, like, just going to town on him. And then he sticks the knife in the table. And it's this really cool shot of, like, here's the table, and I'm uh, – it was the guy from Reservoir Dogs who's now uh, Harvey Keitel. Oh, yeah. So the table's here. The knife sticks down. And it, sh- it sees my face, and then I look at the knife and it like the knife comes into focus, and the blood on it is green, and you're like, Ooh. what uh, so that was like the first indication that this is not a normal situation, and that's like Selma Hayek then comes out and we see a full-on vampire. Um, but the the holy water part, like he blesses the water and the kid's got a squirt gun. squirting yeah. vampires.
1: Do you remember the part with the band? Like the the zombie or skeleton band?
0: Oh, dude, that was weird. The band was actually really good. First they of so all, the, good, yeah. the music choice in this movie was awesome. But there was a weird scene. <laughs> 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 so once everybody turns into vampires, the band is obviously vampires. And the guy, out of nowhere, his musical instrument turns into... Like a human carcass bass. I'll never forget this. He's it's like sitting there playing. Hard. And I'm like, what? What am I looking at right now?
1: It was like the fucking neck of the guitar was like a thigh or something. Yeah, it was
0: like his leg and then the yeah. torso and then the dude's head like dangling at the end. And he's like a ball, ba 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 I'm
1: like, what? It took it to the next level. It's so funny. It did.
0: It really it did it in a way that only Tarantino, I think, can get away with. Um and the director, oh my gosh, Rodriguez. What's his name? Um Let's find out. You've got to look that up for me really fast. Cause he's done a bunch of other movies like that, like I think Grindhouse and stuff like that. Oh, Robert Rodriguez. Fucked up. Was it Robert Rodriguez? Yeah, it was. I think so, yeah. Um him and Tarantino, like hand in hand just that that style of movie so like they i think they did it right i really like their their style and it definitely feels older and i bet it mm-hmm. felt older at the time like the way they shoot movies is like very 70s um You're right and it uh, it was just it was really good so extreme and that's what made it fun like if you were in there looking for a serious movie, like a serious vampire movie, even if you knew it was about vampires and you want a serious vampire movie, you'd be disappointed because it's like there are things in there that are just silly amongst the chaos and the gore. And it's like, yes,
1: this is what I want, <laughs> dude. Yeah, I like it's just such a, I, I don't want to say feel good movie, but maybe that's the play. Like, it's just so fucking fun, violent. Everything you want to happen happens. It is, like, I don't know if we use this term too much, but it's, like, it's a popcorn
0: movie. Like, we I use want, it a lot,
1: but I think it's very applicable.
0: I just want a bowl of popcorn and some beers and, and to just laugh at the <laughs> ridiculousness of this movie, even though there's some dark stuff in it, dude, like yeah. rape
1: and murder. Um, And then the scenes when, like, some people know they're going to die it gets kind of sad. You know, oh, at the yeah. end, with, with the death. And they're like i'm gonna die just sad the brother i don't think has that moment i think he just gets eaten like he gets taken right, right?
0: the brother definitely has this moment and it's it, the seriousness and sadness of the moment is only broken up by the fact that he has a belt around his torso with little hanging water balloons of holy water but those water balloons are condoms Oh yeah. He's got little condoms full of holy water and he's like, "Sis, kill me because they're eating him alive." Yeah. And he's like yeah. nervous to kill things. And she's like, "Kill me. Kill me." And she like shoots him just right like in one of the water balloons and they all blow up. Yeah. It was pretty sad, <laughs> but pretty amazing at the same time. It was uh
1: And then isn't it only uh George Clooney and the daughter that are alive at the end? Like aren't they the, so crazy? And then they leave, and then he's like, uh, "Do whatever the fuck you want, but I'm I'm going here." Yeah, dude,
0: that was also weird to me. I, I guess I didn't expect it to turn out any other way, but I didn't know if in the like Tarantino verse she might have become someone else. But uh, now, now that basically, would like point. he waits he waits for this guy this contact to come and he like gives him a ton of money uh and he has like money left over and he gives a bunch to the daughter
1: that's right that's right and she's like, like fucking her this man she
0: asks to come with him she's like do you need company and he's like do you know where i'm going like go home and he ditches her and even though she would have totally come along
1: he but like i i think it would have been nice if he took her but the i remember what he was describing was like the 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 golden place for thieves it's like when you've achieved perfect the perfect heist the thief goes here it's like el dorado for for thieves yeah
0: i don't remember i don't remember hearing anything too much about it but it sounded like something like that it was or for it was crim- like yeah, like, you don't want to go to a place like this. One thing I have to draw attention to that I just... I don't know what to do with. <laughs> oh, no. In... Before everything gets really vampire Selma Hayek is doing her super sexy dance, and she walks up to Tarantino, who had a lot to do with the making of this movie. So, like... It's probably not an accident that this happened to him. Oh. But she, like, starts dancing for him, and then...
1: I remember this, yes.
0: ...pours whiskey down her leg and sticks her foot in his mouth.
1: Yes, I remember this.
0: And then she drinks a bunch of whiskey and spits it in his mouth. What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> you you know what? And he
1: wrote this into the movie. He, yeah, I. It's almost impossible not to think that he did that on purpose. Yeah, almost impossible. <laughs> I want you to stick your fucking. I want you to walk around all day. Don't wear any shoes. Fucking <laughs> stick your nasty, dirty, fucking forest trotting foot in my mouth. <laughs> And pour that whiskey down your vagina and do it.
0: Oh. It was. uh, It was interesting.
1: That's a great point. He architected that for sure.
0: Yeah I couldn't get over that. I was like. You know. Not that it didn't have a place in this movie. Because of how extreme everything else was. But I just thought. Like. Did you write this whole thing before you cast characters? (laughs) Did you just happen to be the guy? Or did you write this scene so that you could have Selma Hayek's foot in your mouth? Like, is that what's going
1: on? I think he started this whole thing with, like, a Selma Hayek fantasy and then built all of this around so people wouldn't think of it. They wouldn't question it. They're like, what do you mean you want this highly proclaimed actress to put her foot in your mouth? No, 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 it's not like that. It's a vampire movie, okay?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I told you how this movie, I think, was originally started uh, last week. Wait, you Um, did? The guy that did the makeup for uh, Reservoir Dogs said he would do it for free if Tarantino worked on this other project for him, which was from Dusk Till Dawn. That guy was referenced in the credits for this movie uh nope. as like story okay. by I forget it was like Robert K something or something. I, I know the name if I saw it, but it was like story by this guy. I was like, oh interesting. So I, was, I think that's legit. And Quentin Tarantino is like, Oh, I'm getting that foot in my mouth.
1: It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine him writing that into his terms like needs a foot, male or female, in my mouth. Uh <laughs> Whiskey is optional. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) She can do water if she's uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) So funny. God, she is not aged, too.
0: Dude, she hasn't aged a day.
1: She's exactly the same. She might actually be a vampire.
0: That's exactly what I was going to say. She's probably a real vampire. She looks exactly the same. Still (laughs) Um, I wonder what it was like for her. To To be told, like, hey, so you're going to be a sexy vampire dancer, you're going to be great, you're hot, you're going to eat people in a minute. Before <laughs> you do, though, real quick, just some scene notes I wanted to run by you. What do you think about walking up to quentin tarantino and sticking your toes in his mouth and then pouring whiskey down your leg like is that something you'd be into do you think that fits the character like how does this conversation happen and she's like
1: how much are you paying me again yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> i think you just treat it like everything else like so you're going to pull off this dance, and then you're going to say this thing, then you're going to pour whiskey down your leg, uh, going all the way down to your toes into Quentin Tarantino's mouth, and then you're going to turn into a vampire, and then you just keep it the same, like it's nothing. Oh, yeah, like it's a classic weird movie move. You just do foot stuff with Tarantino's face. Yeah, it's a, standard. It's a, totally standard. Everyone in the biz has put their, their feet in his mouth.
0: <laughs> Is that a thing, like... I've heard that that might be a thing. Like, he likes feet.
1: You know what? Now that you're saying it, I feel like I'm remembering that. I feel like I'm, I, I've am heard this somewhere.
0: Did I inception you with that?
1: You might have. Did I plant
0: but, a memory in your head? Yeah. Does he have a feet thing?
1: I now, fuck me. Now I gotta look it up. Google Alex. it up.
0: Google it, big guy.
1: Does Tarantino have a foot thing google better be able to pull that up
0: you're gonna regret
1: literally Literally. so yes tarantino has a foot fetish and is not shy about it it doesn't seem to bother his actors either as uma thurman herself let him drink champagne from her shoe at an event in 2010 this wasn't even in the movie the fuck it was
0: just for funsies
1: ew david uh and margot robbie shared that she felt the same as tate about not liking to wear shoes and then it it clips to the scene in from Dust till dawn so he one million percent wrote that in for himself oh sick bastard that is
0: so gross i don't i don't want to be too graphic for our listeners but you gotta know that he was probably rock hard during that during that scene yeah which is a huge problem
1: absolutely bro that is so crazy
0: oh my wow. god
1: well we've uncovered a lot in today's episode
0: i've just i am just irreparably damaged your search history <laughs> i'm
1: not i'm not going to be able to to get away with anything if anyone types the word does like they want to type a question does <laughs> does
0: you know like foot stuff <laughs>
1: fuck uh is that all you had on that movie
0: i think so um i quickly recapping it in my mind don't think i have anything else to say about it but it was good i really liked it
1: Um, i'm so glad like i've i've i think i've learned over the course of this podcast that you like and or don't mind movies that like are a little extreme, like over the top.
0: Oh, I was about to say I love over the top. Like,
1: like I kind of relate this to um, fucking uh, Turbo Kid, like just how stupid over the top violent gross it is.
0: It's it's one of those things where at a certain point in time, that's just how movies were made, like just kind of over the top acting like a a long time ago. Yeah, And then it became a thing of choice where like actors really came into their own and it was like you can make a a legitimate movie with really good actors that's like very real to life. Or you can make it fucking extreme (laughs) and like in an unexpected childlike way. And that's just some people's way of doing business. They're like, dude, I want to make this so ridiculous. Like it's going to people are going to ask how this was made. Like, this is so dumb. <laughs> and I like that. Like, Turbo Kid was a perfect example of, like, how did so many people sign on to this? And how did they get funding for this? People put oh money towards God. this movie, yeah. and it's so excitingly extreme and ridiculous. Like, I, I love so that.
1: Good.
0: And this this kind of felt like that. Like, I think with, uh, with Tarantino's clout, that's how it was made.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But...
0: It it was just it was over the top enough to be like, hell yeah, like I'm in. I'm into this. Sex machine has a dick pistol. Sex Damn. machine.
1: <laughs> Fucking what a good character. I was so bummed when he died.
0: And I love that he that was just his name. Like they're in life or death situation and he's like, I forget what the other guy's name was, because it was a regular name. He's
1: like, I'm Dan. What's your name? I'm Sex Machine that's my name (laughs) nice to meet you first name sex last name machine
0: first name sex machine no last name (laughs) even better yeah man good good pick
1: oh god damn it i want more movies like that dude
0: what do we do next week i was thinking that i didn't know if we should ask it on the podcast to put pressure on ourselves but maybe we should what are you feeling?
1: Should we send out another survey? Hey, fans! We were pretty successful last time. We got a lot of entries. Um, yeah, I'm down for another poll. Uh, should we narrow it down? Like, pick pick a a horror movie. How about that?
0: I I like that. Have I'm, we done I'm horror down a horror, horror movie? It's been a minute.
1: Yeah, me too. Let's say uh, pick pick your favorite horror movie. What should we watch? Bam! I can make the form and I'll send it to you right now. Do it. Yeah, so that's what we're doing next week. We don't know what it is, but we're gonna watch a spooky movie. I hope it says yours could have counted it as both this week.
0: Um, I think so. Man, maybe I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't classify it as a horror movie. Actually, well,
1: not to well, you, I'm... but to the faint of heart, absolutely. Yeah uh okay
0: all right um i'm i'm ready to boogie are you ready to boogie i am ready to boogie always
1: here's our number if you want to text me or call me about your suggestions please do it the only things i've ever received from this number are the scams talking about like single moms in my area that want a bone or whatever so don't do that
0: yeah audience Uh, change that reach
1: out yeah. yeah Um, Our number is 415-488-5031, 415-488-5031.
0: If you want to reach out on any other medium, we have an email address that we would love to hear from you on, um, aswspodcast at gmail.com. We have an Instagram, a Facebook, and a Twitter, for which the handle is podcast. Find us on any of those things and uh, reach out, comment, private message, whatever you want. We would love to hear from you.
1: Fuck yes. All right, man. Cheers. Cheersies. Cheersies. Cheers.
0: <laughs> God.
1: Yours are always going to beat mine. Not
0: always. Just with a half empty water bottle. Kind of gives the little wow, 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 wow.
1: All right. Good night, everybody. Good night, Alex.
0: Good night, Sterling.